You're listening to Inclusive AF with Jackie Clayton and Katie Van Horn. Welcome. Oh, hello, everyone. Happy. <laughs> I don't even know what day this is going to post. So I can't okay. really even do like a happy Monday. Happy, well, it's going to post oh, Wednesday, happy right? So happy day. Wednesday. Yes. Oh, happy day. Um, welcome to the Inclusive AF podcast. This is Katie Van Horn. And I'm Jackie. Clayton. <laughs> I'm just working on it till I get it right. It doesn't sound right ever. One of these days, it's going to totally work out. Um, so Jackie. Ma'am. Um, I feel like I haven't talked to you in a while. I know. Um, and so, I mean, I feel like we almost like need to cut, catch up on all the things, but I mean, maybe we should do that off recording, but you know, for yeah. folks that haven't talked to us in a while that we miss horribly, how's life going <laughs> for you? Great. Um, I got a puppy. Is that right? Yeah. I was just trying to be like you though. I know. I was going to say, guess what I did? <laughs> what? <laughs> I also bought a puppy. Oh my God. That sounds horrible. I like, I shouldn't say it like, oh, I bought a puppy. Like that sounds kind of awkward and weird. Dog traffic. <laughs> I did not dog traffic a dog. I adopted my sweet baby angel, baby shark. Um, <laughs> Where she's gonna, she might be part. I don't even know what she is. She's like part land shark, great land white. Shark. She's yeah, part. she's a great white land shark and part beagle, part. I she's white. part beagle, part healer, part shark. <laughs> is yours also a shark? No, mine is shark? not. Mine is not a shark, but mine is a bully. I'm oh. pretty sure. I mean. She reminds me of uh, a little bit of that girl from 90210. What was her name? She's a little bossy. Shannon Doherty. Yeah, <laughs> the Shannon she? Doherty character. She reminds me a little bit of her. Um, well, she was. She, she got a little sassy at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She yeah. tries to take the treats out of my dog's, like literally out of their mouth. <laughs> now I have a 13 year old, like one tooth chihuahua, literally one tooth. <laughs> and um so they are not friends and then my big dog she takes it out of her mouth and will leave her and then if the dog goes to her to go Coda's like okay I'll take your treat that you just dropped to come attack me she's like oh no 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 and she's much faster <laughs> and Dakota's like fine so they're only letting them in the front of the house we're only letting her in the front of the house right now because she's a puppy and we're training her and so Dakota's like I'm taking this treat I'm going to the back and she just, mm -hmm. <laughs> they both just leave Scooby there. Her name's Scooby. That's what I should do. I should just like quarantine her to a specific room yep. because she has free reign, which nope. seems like not a big deal. Until you find a poop in two weeks in a closet, in the guest room closet, because you didn't know. Yeah. The closets are closed for that very reason. And the doors to those bedrooms are also closed. Although Olive is not happy. So the two cats are not happy because they're having to find new sleeping spots too, because we have to keep those doors closed. Um, but she is very, very cute when she's sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's adorable, but she, uh, and if you, I, I think both of us have posted stuff to Instagram. So if you'd like to see the puppies, um, yes. you can check out our Instagram pages, but, um, <laughs> so Penelope is my little puppy's name and she is freaking adorable. And so she has this new thing. So, you know, you're supposed to like, um, 
kennel train a puppy. That's what normal humans do. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't really get down with that <laughs> because I'm not so good on the discipline as a parent, Rules. as a puppy yeah. parent. Mm. So what I've done is, um, she sleeps on the couch every night <laughs> and I go to bed. So I'm like, this is, I, I find it hilarious that like she sleeps through the night. Just listen, when I go to bed, she gets up on the couch and she goes to sleep. So I'm like, I can't really be mad at that. Right. Like I can't, that's not a bad thing. That you she will be on the couch. You will be. Why will I be mad about it? Cause she's so Because when she gets big and she starts biting the family friends. <laughs> that's true. When, and you that can't is... get her off the couch is when you're going to be upset. Um, no, I, so I do think the, the, um, the biting thing, I think she's actually getting better about. I, I know I'm saying that, but it's more the, if you distract her, she's fine. <laughs> so what are you doing? Like juggling? What are you doing? You're like, yes. You're yeah. like, Let me do a little dance. <laughs> Hello, my baby. Hello, yeah. my honey. Hello, my ragtime gal. <laughs> what are you, what are you... <laughs> no, what I do is I get her a toy because you're supposed to, you know, when she's biting your leg off, you're supposed to give her a toy that she can chew on instead. Cause that's how puppies kind of learn their way around life as they bite things. So I actually have a I, Chewy is my new, I, I think Chewy needs to be a sponsor of this podcast. Cause I think I've spent about $4 million in the last like yeah. three weeks with them. <laughs> um, so Chewy, if you're listening. Oh, and BarkBox because I've invested in BarkBox. So Bark blocks, box. Bark box. Bark box. So we got box with treats and toys. And we are going with the jail method of training where uh, Scooby has a crate and mm -hmm. then a fenced in portion inside and a fenced in portion outside. And, uh, you know, we seem to be, we seem to be good. Okay. So, so that's know. working out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. Like, I guess I should like, maybe, like I said, put her in a specific spot, but then it's also, I kind of feel badly because there aren't other, like, I mean, there's two cats, but they want nothing to do with her. So I kind of feel badly that I'm the only entertainment she has. So again, this is why I shouldn't have children. This I just is absolutely I mean, why you shouldn't have children. I mean, like dogs are it for me. Cause you know, wow. I can wow. barely, I can barely handle that. Why don't you just okay. teach her sign language? I That'll should. keep her busy. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but in any so, case, yes. So my friends, I yes. know we are going to talk about some stuff today. Yeah. We're going to talk about the weather, right? Oh, absolutely not. The weather is not the topic. Of I the wish day. there was a blizzard right now. Cause it is H O T T in Arizona, <laughs> but we're going to talk blizzard. about blizzard, right? Yes. Blizzard air quotes, entertainment on air quotes. Um, so Activision. yeah, <laughs> Activision blizzard. Yes. Um, I, so I, let's just kind of start with what the heck is going on. So at blizzard entertainment, Activision, uh, what this is the, the craziest thing. So they're being sued by the state of California over its toxic workplace culture. And I think just starting with that is the mic drop. Like literally the state, just like if in situations, in, in certain domestic situations, you, the person doesn't sue them, the state sues them for violence. This is 
the state of California is suing them uh, because they have all of this discrimination, sexism, um, racism, discrimination, and they have been uh, kind of dealing with that. The, the president stepped down um, and the complaint says that the company fostered a pervasive frat boy work culture that is a bre breeding ground for harassment and discrimination against women. And it said there's a tragic example that a female employee committed suicide during a business trip with a male supervisor. Girl. Oh, I did not hear about that last piece. Yes. Oh. During the trip, she had a relationship. She had a relationship with her supervisor. Her supervisor was taking her on business trips. Then he showed nude pictures of her around the office and she committed suicide. Oh my goodness gracious. Wow. Yes. And the person was still there. It's, I just, it, it's interesting because, I mean, I think we, we have heard stories for a few years about the gaming industry and how the gaming industry is kind of known for their bro culture. And we also know that women gamers have had a horrific time when they've gone to gaming um and like what are they called gaming tournaments and yep. things along those lines because Conventions. they have actually you know they've doxxed some of the women they have done all different kinds of things at you know told other people to rape them you know just like horrific horrific experiences for women gamers and so it is interesting that now it's kind of the here's the the crux of the matter, if you will, is that you have this industry that's kind of has these issues, but then it's also so pervasive in the organizations that are building these games and are building these, you know, these different things for folks. And I think we've known for a while that a lot of these games are focused on a male gamer, not a, you know, female gamer, just based on, you know, some of the attribute attributes of the actual players, all of these different things. But, um, Okay. I, I'm like, there's so many things. Yes. Let's just talk about, I want to start with, there is a video and um, from YouTube where a woman, so Activision Blizzard, they do war world of Warcraft. So we're one, it's one of the games that they're most known for. And at a comic con or some type of convention, I, I don't know if that's the actual name, it's some convention. There was a woman in the audience that talked and they had all of the heads of World of Warcraft and Activision Blizzard. And she said, can you please, when can we start having women characters that don't look like they walked out of a um, Victoria's Secret catalog? And they laughed at her in her face. And she walked up to the microphone and asked a question. And then they were like, oh, well, what catalog do you want them to come out of? They were like, who wants who wants us to change what the characters look like in World of Warcraft? You know, like on stage. And this was from like 2011, 2010. Um, and that's like hurtful enough as it is because she's reaching out as a fan saying that she's concerned and for them to just laugh at her at that point is when they started people needed to look at the situation so that part mm -hmm. is frustrating to me i'm also frustrated because some organizations in the press have said oh they're having a hashtag me too revolt what that is not what this is um 
there are so many things. There's so many things. So let's just start with those two. Can we start with those two things? Absolutely. Even though um, I, it kind of makes me want to vomit a little bit. Yeah, I want to. I want to bring up one other thing that I I saw as I was kind of doing some research on this, and this is the. Um, there was a an executive. Um, he was the creative director. And he called his hotel room when they were traveling the Cosby suite mm-hmm. because he was known for or alleged to be known for harassing women in his hotel suite. Mm-hmm. And so he himself dubbed it the Cosby suite as in Bill Cosby and, you know, the um, sexual assault claims and sexual assault that have been founded. Obviously, we know that the case recently has changed, but the Bill Cosby issues Um all of these kind of lead up to, yes, like I don't, I, I, like you said, I don't know where to start. I think I want to start actually with the, the response from the executives to these mm-hmm. claims. Mm-hmm. And so the response from the executives, we had one executive who was like the head of compliance, who basically said, you know, this is, these are baseless claims. These are false, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then tried to walk that back when all of the employees basically were like, no, they're not. And you know that they're not. And she actually was the head of the women's employee resource group as well. Which make, I mean, you couldn't make this up. Mm -hmm. And that that's the, that's one of the hardest things. Like, are we victim blaming here? Are we not? taking it. I mean, they did, you couldn't do more wrong things. Well, and, and here's the thing, let's just, you know, putting on our legal hat for a moment, if we could, of right. course, the company's not going to be like, yep, we're at fault. We did all the wrong things because right, then that's just a bigger check that they're going to have to write. Cause it's going to be a big check that they're going to have to write. Let's be clear. Oh yeah. However, that being said, there's also the there is a way that you can say, Hey, we're looking into this. Hey, we want to know the truth and we're going to dig in. And at this point, you know, we don't know a lot or whatever they want to say, but to say, these are baseless claims, especially coming from a C-suite employee. That's, that's a bold move. And, and so not okay. Um, and but what you don't do, this is the thing that kills me. You don't say, no, we have a commitment to diversity get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, Excuse our langu- language. We just recently found out that one of our very good friends who's been oh, yes. on the show, Tamara's daughter, plug your ears before aunt Jackie says yes. stuff like that. It's not yes. okay. <laughs> Auntie Jackie's lost her mind. Sorry. I'm a little <laughs> bit upset, but then um, they, they put, they, they try to say that they're upholding their values um, for their, they want to make the, they said Blizzard is the safest, most welcoming workplace possible for women and people of any gender, ethnicity, sexual orientation, or background. I think that's a true statement. They should really reconsider that statement. <laughs> just FYI. <laughs> like, I'm might, not saying- they might want to do some editing of that. Just something to consider Activision Blizzard. Girl. Um, okay. So we know that the, you know, Department of uh, Fair Employment and Housing is- who has brought this forward. So like California's version of the EEOC, um, yep. similar to, and, and I think the piece that is interesting is that there's a lot of different, um, 
responses to your point, you know, first it was the, oh, this is some sort of me too movement, or this is some sort of, um, you know, women just being upset because they're not being promoted or whatever it might be. But when you start to look at all of the different statements, all of the things that have come, you know, out of this conversation where women are now, and I think this happens a lot when you have some sort of claim along this line, where as soon as it goes public, women start coming out of the woodwork. Like, yeah, I used to work there. And that's exactly what it was like. And that's exactly what was going on. And of course we need to be thoughtful that, you know, anyone making those claims has not been substantiated and, you know, there's an investigation going on, right. but that being the case, um, wow. Like, can you imagine being in an environment where the alcohol fueled conversations of your male colleagues are about raping you or, you know, whether you look like someone on the game or, you know, what you need to do to get there kind of thing. And, and I think that's the piece that is disturbing is, can you imagine being in an environment where you're having to undergo or, you know, having to deal with that? And I, I always love the folks that say, well, they should have just quit. Well, the gaming industry is very hard for women to get into. And, and I'm sure that for so many of these women, it was like, oh my gosh, dream job. This is what they wanted to do. This is how they wanted their career to go. They, and especially for a company that's making such well-known games, such as world of Warcraft, candy crush, et cetera. Like Mm -hmm. in theory, this is a dream job for folks that do gaming. There's not that many big huge organizations and gaming organizations. And I think I say you can't just quit. I mean, you can, but it's very difficult. I don't think it's the decision is, is made easy. And I think, don't think that Activision Blizzard is the only place that is dealing with this. Like, I think a lot of it is like, where do you go? And this is going to be helpful for um, as all, I think, hopefully there'll be a, a more of a wake up call. We had a wake up call during me too. Hopefully this will be a wake up call to all male dominated industries where things like this have been occurred. But the, the, the irony is they have like five open positions for HR positions right now. Oh, you think? And the head of HR stepped down because it turns out the head of HR did know about these claims earlier. And had talked to people, and they're they're slowly all just leaving one by one, mm-hmm. and that isn't getting as much press of how people are slowly leaving, and um, without having to have cause to saying that they're not they're not. I don't know. I mean, I understand these people have to leave. Um, they need to look at it, but it's like interesting seeing how it's playing out. It's not like we let go of these people. It's like, oh, the head of HR resigned and the vice president designed and the head of design reply, um, um, resigned. But the other thing that's interesting is that a lot of the gamers and players have spoke up and said, because they have their, they name a lot of the characters in the games after the people who've created it. And they've been saying, we don't want anything that has these people's names attached to it. And they're redoing the people. And it's just, it's disgusting. But also some of the responses have been really kind of heartbreaking because of people that don't believe that this really, it really, it couldn't have been that bad. It really didn't happen. Um, and this is only the beginning. They had a walkout last week. Mm-hmm. 
um, of people trying to stand in solidarity. Um, and it takes, it takes allies of all sorts. And I'm, I know there's gotta be some people who didn't know. There's gotta be some people who didn't know, even though they say it's a, it was pervasive, but I'm sure it was people did know and didn't know what to say. And I think that needs to be part of our conversation today. If people are trying to be allies or, you know, we always say, if you see something, say something, but knowing that it can be really, I mean, the less, the more you don't say anything, you're more complicit and it just gets worse because this story just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's the piece. Um, I, I agree with you that we need to talk about that part because it's the whole concept of, you know, when someone has been assaulted or has been, and it's the, you know, you need to speak up because the person's not going to stop until someone comes forward and actually, you know, kind of puts the, puts the hammer down. But I, it is interesting because it goes back to, and we've talked about power and power dynamics and some of these things, but um, I get so like, not frustrated. That's not the right word, but it, it makes me so sad that it is the women that have been victims of this harassment, this assault, all of these different things. They're the ones that are expected to come forward. And then we know how they are treated. We know that they are told you're lying. You made this up. That's not really true. We're not really listening to you. All of those things and worse. And, and the men are always believed, or a lot of times are believed, oh, they would never do that. They would never do these things. That's not who we are, blah, blah, blah. And it's not the allies. I I want to see more allies coming forward. And, you know, there were so many things that were done very publicly That's right. within this, you know, again, within the context of the findings that the um, agency had, that it was basically like, yes, we, we did the investigation and we have found these are the findings that we have. And it's things along the lines of, you know, having team members pull a leader off of another woman because she's like, please stop touching me, please, whatever. And that person wouldn't stop. And so other team members had to intervene and physically pull the person off of the female. And at that point, how do you go to work? How how do you go to work? Right. How do you go look that person in the eye the next day as a man? How do you go look at that person in the eye the next day and be like, you're disgusting. And, and also you assaulted someone last night, like whether there was actual like sexual misconduct, but Assault Keep your hands is to touching. yourself. Keep your hands to yourself. Exactly. And the, so the, I think it's just interesting. Interesting is one word for it. I think the heartbreaking, if you want to know about the culture and, and people who question it, I think the part that's the most devastating for me is the woman who was responsible for the woman ERG group and the chief compliance officer sent out a tweet that said, um, the uh, sent it to the people who wrote it and put the problem with the whistleblowing, an article from the Atlantic. She posted that on July 30th after the lawsuit came out, which was like July 22nd. Um, and she wrote a letter saying, we are great and we're wonderful. And then that's basically a threat. When you post something saying, what this is the problem with whistleblowers, and she's a woman and hearing in the situation 
and that's her response. Who mm-hmm. she's already what um, some people are calling a torture apologist because of the, the things that she okayed when she was working for the White House. And I was like, how did she even get there? You know, in the first place. And I want to dig in more on what you just said. So you have a, and and again, this is not that all women need to be the ones, but it is, you have a female who's in a C-suite position. So in a a very powerful leadership position, who's basically saying, if you come forward, guess what? We actually will retaliate against you. And guess what? We will call you out on Twitter that you shouldn't do this and share an article. And yes, you can be like, oh, well, she didn't outright call them out, but you're insinuating that the person should not have come forward or the people should not have come forward with these complaints. And then on top of it to say, oh no, our culture's awesome. That's, those are old, that's old news. And that that's not the case. That's not who we are today. Um, That's who you are. That's who you are like five minutes ago. Like she said it was meritless. Right. right. Meritless and irresponsible. And yet we have how many people coming forward to say, actually, yeah, no, that's absolutely how this place is today. Right. And then so, the CEO came out and was like, um, we're, we're not going to tolerate any discrimination, harassment, whatever. And then he stepped down. And then there's another part of this that's really, really cringy so the ceo steps down right and so they have two people who've been at activision blizzard for a long time a woman and a man that they put in a ceo like spot acting ceo spot so they can work together and i was just like what 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 just uh, like it makes me think at where i live and, and most people who if you're a regular know that i live in waco texas um and Baylor University had a lot had Title IX issues where students were getting raped by football players. Um, I'm not going to get into all of that, but um, the president stepped down and then replaced. They put a woman in the space, and they knew that they needed to look at women to look at some of these allegations. Um, and and they found not just a woman, but someone who has a history of stepping up for what is right and who they felt confident to be able to handle these situations in the way it needed to be handled. Um, and that makes the most sense. If they would have put her and then said, oh, but we're going to put a man with them just to make sure that they do it right. I just, it just feels like, like, that's what I mean. How many wrong things can one company do public? This is in the public. hmm I mean, it's the truth of the matter, but wouldn't you, wouldn't, why, why? It doesn't make any sense that you wouldn't put this woman in the head who's been there for years, who has a leadership spot and put her in the spot, you know, which was not a gift to be put in a CEO of a company that's about to like, you know, deal with major lawsuits and crumbles. It's not a gift. Maybe, I don't know if that's what they were thinking, um, but you have to have somebody with some oversight. It would seem you wouldn't put, it's like putting the victim, it's like putting victims and making them responsible for correcting all of the things that they've been too ashamed or too embarrassed or all of the things that if they've been part of the problem, if they've been there for that long and knew what the culture was, it seems like you might want to get an outside person to look at it. Just saying. Just something to consider. I mean, maybe someone with like, a, I don't know, employment law background somewhere. Maybe. Someone, I don't know, something to consider. I think that the part for me is 
and I, I think we see this in organizations, the complete disconnect from what the senior leaders believe is going on versus okay. what is actually going on. And, and this one is such a, I, I, it's again, it's that I hard, it, I find it hard to believe, you know, these, the folks that have stepped down so far, the CEO and um, like some other, there was another VP that stepped down and the and HR the, global human resources person stepped down. I didn't know about that one, but it's the, Hey, I, um, I didn't know this was happening. I, I, this is not the culture that I knew or that I, and I'm like, how, how are you not seeing these things? How are you not aware of these things? And I realize that there are some things that happen behind closed doors, but as blatant as these examples are, and the fact that over 2000 employees signed on to say, yes, this is actually the way that this company is, how you can go, huh, how are you that disconnected from the day to day and not knowing what the heck is going on? And how are you, to your point, not being thoughtful about who is in charge and who is kind of now hopefully riding the ship? Um, it just is, it's just fascinating to me, like that there's just this I didn't know, you know, I'm going to wash my hands of this. I'm no longer there. And that's, that's right. not who, you know, I had nothing to do, which again, I know part of that is legally, that's a smart thing for them to do, However, but the complete lack of accountability just makes me no. crazy. They're going to have to do like they did with Sarbanes-Oxley and finance with organizations where the CEO is being held, regardless of whether you think you don't know what's going on financially, you're responsible for all the dirty, shady things. They're going to have to do it from an HR perspective, um, just like they're trying to do it in the in police forces where they're saying you didn't say anything and this went on and you're just as uh, complicit in this situation. I mean, they are literally this dude named uh, has has I'm reading on it. His name is Greg something um, in the lawsuit. And and he had a tweet that went out. They found him because people, you know, we got the way back machine, right? So the guy, it was like, hey, I didn't know all that was going on. And they literally have a picture that he posted of himself, like from his, it's from his 2013 Facebook group of a picture of him in the Cosby suite. And they were like, you can't, you can't say that you don't know about this. And then mm -hmm. he said, oh, I didn't know all of that was going on. And they literally got, somebody got access to the phone um, the group text that they were sending back and forth where he was literally participating in some of it. Like they asked where he was. He said he was at the bar, but he saw their conversation that was like, oh, I'm going to bring the girls for the cause. And someone said, oh no, those were our wives. It was just a joke. No, that's not funny. That's not funny. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube. Imagine how fast we could solve the world's biggest problems if more SaaS startups would gain traction sooner. 
Welcome to the Tech Entrepreneur on a Mission podcast. This podcast is dedicated to sharing experiences from B2B SaaS CEOs who are going above and beyond to deliver change that is noticed. You will hear their secrets and learn what is required to build a SaaS business that the world starts talking about and keeps talking about and how to overcome the roadblocks to do so. And and I it goes back to at what point and can women just know, come? Why aren't women in STEM? Right. I was just, that's what I just was going to say. What it all comes back to is why can't women just go to work and yeah. do their jobs and be left alone to just do good stuff right. and not have to worry about this bullshit? That's right. And as a black woman, I can tell you, I've worked for several companies where I didn't know which one I was going to have to deal with. Are we going to deal with, you know, harassment in that way? Are we going to deal right. with harassment because of my rate? Are we going to make fun of something that I said or something that I did. And you're just trying to get your job done. Mm-hmm. So I want to, I want to check one thing. Cause I, I am looking at the timeline. I think the CEO yeah. is still in place. It is like the, the president that steps down. They've had, so, yeah, I don't. Let's so, see. but in that it's the president, that role was given to two people. What I find fascinating is that this they hired this law firm to do the, like to do an internal investigation now. And, Mm -hmm. but the CEO's comments like have shifted very quickly, obviously based on the response from employees, et cetera. And now, you know, obviously online as well, but it's the, how about, you know, they're, they hired this law firm to do the investigation. Employees are saying, no, that's not good enough. And so I think it's just the, it, it just is fascinating to see like, how is the CEO still in place and how will this play out? And I think the piece that I want to do is I almost want to come back to some of these things in a year or mm-hmm. in two years or whatever it is and, and really understand how, how actually are, are these companies handling these situations and how are they dealing with these situations? Um, and again, it's just, it is like ongoing and just the, again, the comments and the things that were done and things that people are alleging happened. It is like, how, what, huh? Um, but the CEO, I wanted to say, you know, Hey, I'm glad that you are now changing your tune, but you better actually do something here. Not just well, say you're going to do that's something. That's the piece that, okay, a couple things too. When you, in talent acquisition, like when you're building out companies and you're looking at a company um, on who's going to fit in, you do look at who's going to, back in the day, especially, we were looking for people to fit in. Now we're looking for culture ad, not culture fit majority of people are going in that direction, but there used to be a culture fit where you would hire people that you thought would be cool. And there was this whole thing that we've seen for years about the programmers, which Mm -hmm. is not just a guy developer. It is a whole separate mentality. It is like rude. That's why they're talking about that frat guy mentality. And like, I find it it's just so too little too late. Like everyone knows that they were sharing nude pictures of an employee. What you didn't hire a person to look into it then. 
And your HR and fire person every, was there then? And and fire every single every one of those people. Every single person that was there and complicit. And that's why these things keep happening. Well, and it, it's not, and I don't, I need to look into the one, the one person that started that and was the person having the sexual relationship with that woman. Mm-hmm. Um, they won't say they, we, there, if you look for it, you won't be able to find it. Uh, he left in 2020, but what I want to know is, was he terminated or did he leave voluntarily? That's what I would like to know. Like, did the company actually take action or was this just a, oh, well, he's going to go on to a new role and where is he now? And can we go find him and punch him in the nose? Thank you. The 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 speculation is that it was part of like, there was an NDA and part of the settlement settlement. was him leaving the organization. And, um, there isn't there um isn't record of this happening because they had to settle with the family because she's dead now she's gone um and it's so concerning that that situation wasn't enough to change the culture Mm -hmm. where you would still have a cosby suite years later after this happened that you would right. still think that it's okay. And, you know, there, it's very, um, I mean, and I, me and Katie, I know are both, sorry if we're jumping around, there's so many articles that have come out daily by so many different places. And some of them have half of it, some of it, part of it. Um, some of it is people and some of it is reporters, some of it's actual journalism. Um, and then there's, but what's, there's so many conflicting messages. Like mm-hmm. normally in this situation, you would go to the company website and see what their response is, but then there's multiple responses. There's multiple stories. Um, and, you know, I, it's good that they, the people that went on strike, but that's not what is the the answer? And so one of the things that um, I do, and I think you do something similar is encourage when people are trying to build diversity and inclusion um, practices, one of the things is giving people a way if they feel like they're being discriminated against. It's like the first thing that you need to do. Um, Mm -hmm. I have been in talking with organizations. I always ask like, where am I gonna go? If I feel like, who do I go to? if I feel like I'm being discriminated against. Um, Like what is the out, who is responsible for the situation? And as we try to make this push for more diverse workplaces, and we know that not everybody's on board in our organizations, we have to, it's about, it's safety. Can you imagine Mm -hmm. the lack of psychological safety at that organization and being in total terror and fear? No. No, I can't. And, but it is one of those things where it is, yeah. How do we reconcile this and how can we make sure that it doesn't happen any longer? But yeah, for the, the women, for anyone, I'm, I'm saying the women, cause this specific example, but yeah. Can you imagine being in that environment and being terrified every single day of what's next? What else is going to happen? And what else um, they're going to have to endure. Like I'm sitting in my cube, I'm working and all the dudes in the office are going to come by my cube and say things to me that are completely inappropriate and possibly touch me or do other things. Huh? And Bobby Kotick is the CEO is 
he's going to handle it. It's all good. Everything's fine now. He said he's going to make sure that um, he that he's been tone deaf and he's going to make sure people are held responsible. Okay. Well, good. I'm okay. glad that he's what got about that you, under Mr. Co- yeah, I'm glad oh, he's got that all taken care of that. Got it. Perfect. He said, we're um, going to do a better job of listening now. Now. Yeah. Um, okay. So now that my stomach hurts and I'm mm-hmm. sure yours does as well. Vomit. What Sorry. can people do if they're, I mean, hopefully no one is in this I shouldn't even say that because we know that there are, we know there other are people listening like right now that are if in you are listening right now that yes, that you're in this situation. What, what can you do? And I, I think the whole concept of the whistleblower and, you know, I think most of us know this is, you know, to come forward to make a claim, but I also would say this is what I just said earlier about you would hope that an ally or someone that's a witness to would also step forward and say, I saw this happening. It wasn't, it didn't happen to me. However, I don't want this in my organization. Um, that is always like the thing that I would, I would like, or would appreciate the most is if an ally came forward, that it didn't have to always be the person that has had to endure the harassment, the assault, the whatever it might be. Um, that they would come forward and say, this isn't the culture we want. This isn't where we want to work. But I think that the first line of defense, and I'm going to go through the HR response real quick, Mm -hmm. go to your manager. If your manager is not the one that you want to go to, or you don't feel safe, you don't feel comfortable, go to HR. If you're not comfortable, you don't feel safe, or you don't feel like you're getting the right response from HR, then the other direction I would go is your general counsel or your, you know, your legal team and talk to someone on your legal team about it. But because, before that, before okay, that, go, Kate, go, Katie, Katie. go for Jackie, go for Jackie. <laughs> before you even do that, find a safe person to talk to. If you have to get a therapist or if it's a friend or a family member, find a safe person because you cannot hold on to this And I want you to really think about protecting first and foremost, your mental health before to make sure that you can get some additional support before you even go to your manager. You're going to be going in that place, but you don't want to do that without having a net, some safety net around you of people that you know you can talk to where you don't feel like you have any shame. And that's the second part don't be ashamed. It's not your fault. If this is happening to you, you didn't do anything to deserve this. It doesn't matter if that's the company culture and you knew that going in, nobody should be subjected to that type of behavior. Nobody should. And so I would say first talk to someone, someone, you know, um, and try to find a safe place because um, it's going to, because there's nothing worse than when you're like, okay, I'm going to go to HR. And then you find out that person isn't the person and you have to go through this. You're already, it's going to be, you want to make sure that you're supported. So make sure to look um, for, you know, a good friend or an ally. They don't have to necessarily work there, but make sure that you have a, a plan for your own safety and self-care first. 
That's all. Thank you. And that's a very valid point. And, and I, of course, go to the legal pieces. So you are spot on. <laughs> that's, that's a very good first uh, step. But I would also say kind of to add to that, write it down. Write down what you saw, where it was, what time, what date, all of those things, who else was there, who else was in the room. And that will Continue definitely document. Yeah, everything. document. And, and, you know, I'm saying this as an HR person, the more data, the more information, the more accurate times, dates, all of those things that will absolutely help in an investigation. And, but I also want to say, you know, if you talk about, you know, what are the things that you can and should do, you know, one of the things that they ask is, you know, have you told that person, I do not want to be touched or I do not like this attention or whatever it might be. And so actually going to the person that is doing the things that they should not be doing and, and having that conversation with them. And, and that one, I always get stuck on because mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't ever want to force a person to have to go talk to their boss or someone that's in a position of power and say, Hey, stop harassing me. I know that's, you know, that is a good step. And that's something that we want to encourage folks if they're comfortable, if they're comfortable to do, but I also I don't want to put them in the line of fire either. And right. so that's one that as an HR person, I always kind of have struggled with throughout my career, but it is the right step. Have you told the person, I don't like that. I don't want you to do that to me anymore. And again, I'm talking about more of the touching you on the shoulder mm -hmm. or saying things to you, making jokes in front of you, whatever it might be that you don't find appropriate. If we're talking about sharing pictures of you, you know, naked pictures of you, obviously that's a very, that's a whole different level. Um, so yeah, I, and I go. No, even if you, if, if it started consensual, mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. So yes. I think that some people refrain from doing that because they started in a consensual relationship and a person, there is a power dynamic that now I can't say anything because this person has all that information. It is still not okay. Mm -hmm. even if it started out consensual, you still need, and you're absolutely right, Katie, you have to say, I, and, and document that these things happen and it doesn't, you're going to continue with the investigation. Even if you, if you do go to the person and say, you don't want them to talk to you in that way, touch you, look at you, any of the things. And they say, okay, it's not over. No, it's not over until someone is being held accountable. Agreed. Agreed. So um, I think there, that's part. And then the, the other part is to continue to document. Um, and I think I, I mentioned it, but you want to continue to document all of those things um, because you, you want to remember that they will have uh, resources and things that they're going to document and asking various people. So the more that you have, the better off you're going to be. Um, you know, every email, text, tweet, whatever that you feel is, is towards you, you have to document those, those things, no matter how insignificant it might seem at the time. Agreed. Agreed. Um, why is this still happening though? Why right. does this happen? Like that's seriously, like how I will never understand how someone can just treat another person like that. 
I can't either. And I also can't understand how you can work in an environment or being in a, in a um, professional environment and think that that is okay. We're talking about decades. Right. Not one person said anything. And when they did, they didn't do anything, nothing, nothing. Nothing. How do you, how do you, oh, it just hurts my heart. And if you are there and you feel like these things are going on and it didn't happen to you, and this is for everyone who thinks that they saw something, you have to say something. Mm -hmm. Like, I think this is an unhealthy situation. And I feel like in some organizations, you will find out in a weird way, a weird way in talent acquisition, when you see, start seeing ro rotating doors and you're wondering why people aren't able to hold on to marginalized groups or women or people of color and they keep leaving and going out, that's when you need to start your investigation of seeing what's going on and why is this happening continuously before you keep putting people when you start seeing revolving doors and you're not able to keep people at an organization, it's a red flag that there's something going on in the organization. And, and those of us in TA don't want to continue to, you know, it, it doesn't it usually, these things usually don't happen. Doesn't happen a lot in people in HR and TA. Like the people, a lot, sometimes organizations are smarter, like it doesn't come out. And so, and we're on the different, floor on the different side of the office building and don't get involved in those same activities. But if you, I want you to think about that, everybody who's listening, who is a part of TA to think about that. Um, and if you think you saw something just to bring it up and you can start documenting it too. Mm -hmm. start documenting it too, in case some of these things come up. And I feel like there are definitely people that I've spoken to and I know there's people that you've, you've spoken to over the years where you're like, this is a lawsuit waiting to happen. Nothing's even happened. Just like you might remember the day when I was like, oh, they want to start an internship program and add women to an organization that has like 90% men and they want to start with like college grads. And I'm like, oh no, this mm -mm. is a lawsuit waiting to happen. <laughs> this is a full on. No, we may not. Yeah, oh, exactly. No, no, no. With no women in leadership. No. Yes. And yes. Even in HR, there's a man. No, 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 no. Mm -mm. no. Yeah. It, it, and I think that's one of those things that, um, so many organizations don't think through how they're approaching some of this stuff. Like, Clearly, it, but but I I'm saying that, and as the words are coming out of my mouth, it's also so frustrating that I have to say that. Like, hey, you shouldn't put young women into a position that they're hanging out with right. older men. Well, no, guys, how about you just keep it in your pants? How about you yeah, just act why professionally? Why do we have to say? Why do you yes. have to say? Um, these are coworkers, mm -hmm. not objects. Like literally, at every level. It just, it's, again, it's frustrating as I'll get out. And the fact, you know, and, and it's a part of it. I know that it, for me as a personal choice, I would feel really awkward just creating animation where 
looking at like having to do animation of people's bodies in the way that like for me mm-hmm. that's weird enough like i i couldn't i couldn't do that and i know but i know there are fans of of various games and looking at different things you know and we know that there is aspects of it but it's it's hard you do have to make a decision and i i'm glad that they had allies and the people that walked out i just wish they would have done it sooner right we don't have to wait for something major we don't wait have to wait for everything to hit the fan before we do something and so that's part of the if you see something say something because you can rally around and there are power in numbers and if you've seen something i guarantee somebody else has seen it and if you're in hr and you're listening to this keep your employees safe the end like you know like i and believe I, them yes and if i have to deal with one more hr new hr head of hr had to quit because they knew are you kidding me are you kidding me that you really didn't like that's your job that's like the basic tenet of your job is keep your employees that's safe the, and it, i mean really like hr 101 says oh you have to let that person go until you research investigation you have to well that is not true no you no. you maybe put them on a paid leave well that's what i mean like i mean it says like if, when you have a situation and it's escalated at a there's certain levels of of pushback this is not a i need to talk to you about your behavior no I'm going to write, put you on a performance plan. This is not that. No. You know, that's when it's like, oh, you put your hand on somebody's shoulder and they didn't appreciate that. And they said something. And that's the only thing that you have. You start then with the Mm -hmm. type of behavior. And then this case is, is somebody literally sharing nudes with them at a company party where, where people are. And oh yeah, they talked to her in the talked to him in the office and gave him a slap on the wrist. But also, like if someone came up to you, and I, I obviously we are both women, so this we're uh, probably feeling a certain way or would feel a certain way. But sure. if someone walks up to me at a company party and it's like, "Hey, look at these nudes of this <laughs> other person on the team," I'm gonna be like, "I'm sorry, what? What <laughs> are you? What?" It's a no from me, dog. And that's not because I've been in HR for 3000 years. That's a, Hey, I don't want to see any of the people naked no. that I work with, Mm-mm. but Jackie, ma'am, there's a puppy that woke up. And so can we see the puppy? Sure. But then I have to take Is her out. Heavy? Oh, okay. Hold on. For those of you who are watching on YouTube. Oh, my God, Penelope, Penelope Van Horn, folks. Here she is, Miss America. Okay, so I take her outside because she just woke up, so she's gonna have to do her little situation because we're learning right now. We are learning, and she's gonna eat my um, okay. AirPod here shortly too. So, um, Jackie, what's one thing that you want to make sure folks hear and have heard throughout this episode? You are valuable and it's important we are humans here we have to take care of our safety so please know that you're you're worth it amen 
I think adding to that, if you are an employer, if you are in HR, if you are in any position in an organization, you are all on the hook That's right. for keeping your employees safe and keeping them whole and keep them mentally okay, regardless of what the leadership team is doing or not doing. And you're all on the hook for making sure that if there are things that are going on that shouldn't be going on, that it's stopped. We're all accountable to that. They have blood on their hands there. I'm sorry. For sure. Well, with blood on our hands being our last thought, um, go before you have for pee listening. on your carpet. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I'm like, uh, gotta run. Um, thank you all for listening to this episode. I know it was not a, a, a super fun one, but uh, you know, I think these are the things that we want to deal with and we want to tackle is make sure that we're addressing real life situations that are going on. So thank you for listening. This is Katie Van Horn. And this is Jackie Clayton. Uh, Bye. We are gathered here today to give you permission to plan the wedding that you want. I'm Jessica Bishop. And I'm Sari Wienerman. And we're the hosts of the Bouquet Toss podcast. Today's couples have to juggle so many things from family expectations to outdated traditions and what's currently trending. So to make it easier, we're going deep to figure out why we do weddings the way that we do. So you can decide what to keep and what to toss from your wedding day plans. You are cordially invited to subscribe to the Bouquet Toss wherever you get your podcasts or at evergreenpodcast.com. By the power vested in us, we pronounce you free to plan your day your way.